Welcome to the God Be Crazy podcast. We're your hosts, Christy Penny and Bonnie Thomas. We are best friends with a joint mission to tell the world all about this crazy God who loves us. What kind of crazy, you ask? Urban Dictionary defines crazy as someone who goes against the rules, a person who acts in a manner that normal society doesn't approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though he is enigmatic, he tells us in seven places in scripture that if we seek him, we will find him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek him and explore even more evidence that confirms God be crazy. Welcome back to God Be Crazy. If you have been listening to the podcast, you know we release new episodes on every other Wednesday, and we're going to be changing that starting in the month of December. So if you are currently subscribed, you're going to get that notification anyway. But if you haven't subscribed yet and you don't want to miss an episode, make sure and do that because our schedule is going to be changing. So This is the last episode for November. December will only have one and we'll have one episode on the third Wednesday of each month, starting in December of 23. As most of us know, the holiday season is fast approaching. And with that comes a lot of family time. Mm -hmm. Um, Some wanted, some unwanted. (laughs) Let's be honest. We all have those cousins we try to hide from at Thanksgiving and Christmas. (laughs) Um, For a lot of people, this time of year is especially difficult. Mm -hmm. There are lots, there's lots of loss and Mm -hmm. grief associated with holidays for a lot of folks. If it's your first Thanksgiving or Christmas without a loved one that you're used to having around the table, um, you're going to miss that this year. If it's, the first holiday that maybe you live out of state and you're not going to be able to be with your family and it's just going to be you and things are going to be different. It's Mm -hmm. going to be hard. Um, There's all kinds of scenarios that could cause this season to be hard. And we just want to talk about that with you guys today and share with you a little bit about what's on our heart and how we go about remembering to be grateful through these difficult holiday seasons. Yeah. And like you said, those are some of the scenarios for, I mean, just usually people's schedule is more full and the demands financially are. Oh yeah. And on your time higher. Yeah. Your time, everyone is running everywhere. You have so much, so many, so many more activities that are on the schedule so much more to do, so much more to be responsible for, so much more to balance. And then, oh, by the way, like, I don't know why we do this, but we totally redecorate our house and put a bunch (laughs) of stuff up in our yard and then have to take it down. Like there is just so much more busy. And most people are already pretty darn busy. And so I honestly have this like love-hate relationship with this time of year. And 
I and I think if we're being honest, a lot of people have that. Yeah, there's a little anxiety that's adults associated do. with it. Yeah, with the holiday. I think adults do for sure, and I see a lot of adults in the counseling room, and I can tell you, I mean. I experience, I hear it story after story of that. And I feel it myself. And every year that this comes, this season comes around again, I go, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to do Thanksgiving this year or Christmas this year in a way that to me feels authentic? Mm -hmm. Because that's the struggle I've been having as I've grown up and become, I think, a more mature person and honestly, a more, um, I'm trying to be more sanctified to Christ and the things that bother him, I want to bother me and the things that he puts on my heart. One of them is holidays. I have such a wrestle with the holidays and I have like, there's a part of me that wants to just go along and do the traditions and do the things that I've always done. And another part of me is like, no, no, don't do, like go rogue. And Every year I want to listen to the rogue part and I want to go against and rub up against whatever everybody else is doing or what I'm expected to do. Specifically, you know, with Thanksgiving, I'm like, we're supposed to be grateful. That's the purpose of (laughs) the holiday, right? Okay, well, let's make a whole lot of food and overindulge ourselves in that and then get together with a bunch of people and that's watch the football game and talk about what we're all going to shop for on the black Friday list. (laughs) And some of them like, how is this grateful again? Like this does not foster gratitude to me. I'm fine with cooking and eating and being with people that I want to be around. I am fine with watching football. All that's fine, but it's not Thanksgiving to me. Thanksgiving should be about being grateful. It should be, we should be doing things that foster gratitude. And my most memorable Thanksgiving included that. But we don't, in my family, we don't do that all the time. We didn't. My most memorable Thanksgiving was many years ago, and I don't remember the exact year, but my grandparents were still alive. And my brother had had a motorcycle accident that year and it scared us all my brother could have seriously well he did seriously injure himself but it could have been very worse so much worse it could have been fatal and or at the you know it could have you know damaged his brain to a severe degree and it didn't because of some chance things that occurred and I remember that year, my brother was in a back brace and he was in a lot of pain and recovering and our whole family gathered together in my parents' living room. My mother was still alive and everyone went around and shared from their heart what they were grateful for and how their lives in that year had been impacted and how they were grateful to God. And everyone in the whole room Pride, or was sincere in heart and we comforted each other or we praised God together. Then we sang songs. We, I'm a singing, we have a singing family. We all sang and sang hymns. We sang songs to God and praised him. And I thought 
I want to do this every year. This is my favorite Thanksgiving. But that is not a tradition that we did every year. It, it happens sometimes or sometimes someone would say, you know, let's go around and talk about what we're grateful for. But that was a year that I will never forget. It felt genuinely authentic. It fostered gratitude. And it's what that's the kind of tradition I want to put in place for my kids. And I want my kids to experience that Thanksgiving is about reflecting on all the things that we can praise and thank God for. And it's not about how much fun we're going to have and what we're going to get to eat or not eat. Or Mm -hmm. it's not about that. It's not about us. It's not supposed to be about us, but we make it about us. And I'm guilty of it too. It's not like I'm just so set right. apart that, I mean, it's the same. Like, right. We're I'm, human. <laughs> I'm participating as well. Yeah. In my family, we um, traditionally get together on Thanksgiving around dinner time and we, we have a lot of food. We say our prayer. We watch football. We talk about what's going to happen on Black Friday. If anybody's going shopping, we look at sale ads. Not a lot of conversation about what we're really thankful for, except in the prayer. It's mainly just catching up, just talking, talking about crazy. Sometimes we play games and stuff, but Uh we are not, I can't even, I've been trying to think when you were talking about your Thanksgiving, that, that was your most memorable. I was trying to think of a time, maybe once that I can think of maybe twice ever in my whole life do I remember us really talking about what we were grateful for at Uh Thanksgiving. Like everybody go around, everyone engage and listen to each other and have that conversation and not the generic, I'm grateful for my family. Not that y'all, not that you can't be grateful for your family. That's not what I mean. But like elaborate a little bit, Uh you know, what about your family is makes you grateful what about that gives you that feeling in your heart that just you can't help but be thankful Mm -hmm. maybe even to the point of tears or like yeah where you feel it in your body where it's a real it impacts you yes where it where it just doesn't feel forced Mm -hmm. i always joke that this is the season for forced family fun because (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what we are expected to do but in reality it was meant to be a season of thankfulness of gratitude of remembering what we have who we have in our lives what god's done for us Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving just transitions into Christmas. Like I said, we're usually looking at Black Friday stuff. What for for Christmas? And now it starts at Halloween. Yeah. At Halloween. Well, and now there's Cyber Monday and yep. two weeks early. I think Black Friday shopping for some stores has literally already started. And I'm like, can we go back to, can we be thankful for the bird on the table and the stuffing? Like I, I, what happened to that? It's like we just skipped right by it. And I think this year I'm going to ask. I don't know how, how well it'll go over, but I, I want to ask, like, can we have 15 minutes 
where everyone sits around. I want the little kids to participate too. I want them to see what that looks like, you know, and I want them to have the opportunity to tell what they're thankful for. And it would be fun and exciting for me to hear what some of my, what's important to some of my family, Mm -hmm. you know, that maybe I don't talk to a lot or because of distance or, you know, we're all grown and we all have our own individual lives, but what are people grateful for? What Mm -hmm. means something to them? Who are these people? I want to reconnect with, with people that I care about. Mm -hmm. And I think we miss that opportunity a lot for exactly what you said, get together, eat a bunch of food and watch football. Like you said, like watch TV or play on our phones. Like, um, we were at your cousin's house recently and she had these coasters and they all had like little funny things on him. One of, one of them said, would you like to come over my house so we can stare at our phones together? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so true. So like, true. Yeah. My brother-in-law teases me and my sister sometimes like we'll be talking. And then a few minutes later, we're on our phones and showing each other things. And he's like, y'all are funny. Like y'all, y'all, y'all get together and you've been looking at your phones. Instead of having a conversation. Yeah, we have done that. Yeah. And, um, but we're, we're kind of conditioned to, to do that. And we have a room full of people that we haven't connected with in a while because you don't see your family all the time. Most people don't sit in a room with the same, with all of the extended family. Yeah. But these times of the year and we don't, we're not used to connecting I wonder sometimes about what our ancestors would think from just a hundred years ago. Go back a hundred years in your generation and if those people were sitting at the Thanksgiving table with us today, what would they think about the way their family celebrates Thanksgiving? I wonder how different it truly is from how it was just even a hundred years ago. And I wonder, I wonder how the conversation has changed. And I wonder how, I just wonder what it would be like Mm -hmm. to have that kind of Thanksgiving, to have that kind of insight. And I think about how we came so far from Thanksgiving of a hundred years ago to where we are now. We have all these great, things in our society that allow things to be easier and mm-hmm. faster and they also separate us just sure. like the phones you were talking about like they separate us from y'all people can't have conversations anymore they don't know how oh, I know. kids don't even know how to date <laughs> they don't even know how to flirt you know like i'm like you haven't they have to, to send an emoji for that and <laughs> Where are the emojis in real life? Because there aren't any. They don't know how to don't know how to do it. I am real grateful for, like, I just think of you say go back 100 years. I'm just going back, like, 30 years. I know. And it was dramatically different because we weren't distracted. There was the TV on. That was the only distracted thing. And in my family, when we were celebrating uh, Thanksgiving, there might be a game on, but it's usually on silent. or It was on silent. I say it's like my phone. It was on mute. You know, and so it wasn't, it was, there was a lot of engagement in those. And I think when my grandparents were here and I was really little, oh goodness, it was conversation and card games and 
there was not TV and phones around. There was very little. We do to occasionally play games. You know, at our at my family will occasionally play games, but mm-hmm. it it is a big difference. Yeah, thirty years, but. I just, I was wondering, I went back a hundred because I'm thinking like they had oh goodness, none of the things that we have, you know what I mean? And they would probably look at the amount of food that we have on our countertops and bars and be like, what? where did y'all get all this food? Like y'all could feed the whole neighborhood. <laughs> and you're going to waste it, huh? Like, yes. Like I could just, throw that away. I could just imagine. And then them watching us, looking at us and thinking, Y'all, y'all don't even talk. We probably look like disconnected and ungrateful. And I think about that and I think, don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful for the vehicle that I have. I'm very grateful that I have a place to lay my head at night. And also, maybe because of all the things that we have and have access to now, we're so spoiled that we can't even recognize how truly good we have it mm-hmm. because to us it's just standard i know when i look at my my cousin's kids are probably the youngest that we have in our family right now and i think the we have a baby that's like almost two years old but but before or after her or before her the youngest person is about seven eight years old so there was a big gap there where we didn't have baby babies and he doesn't know what it's like to not have a phone to play on to like, he is accustomed to this Thanksgiving that we have with mm-hmm. the TV, with the football games, with the black Friday presents, with running around the yard with like, he's accustomed to that. He's accustomed to our conversations. I wonder what he would do without those things. He would be bored like we were. There's like I wasn't bored. Are oh. you bored at Thanksgiving? Well, not well. I've never been bored I, at a holiday because when I was a kid, we didn't play inside. We played outside. Oh, we did too. Like we and we played. We created like, things. We did all all kinds of things. We were playing though. Oh, like, but no, we were not we watching were phones or te- no. We weren't bored at all. We, we would played. be my grandma. We would all get together and we would run out of things to do, and she would go, "What?" You don't get to see, like, we'd be like, we're kind of bored. And she'd be like, uh-uh, create something. And oh, so we, we would go out. in the back. We would go and make all kinds of, oh, goodness. We would, we played, we would create. They had to beg us to come in to mm-hmm. eat. They had to beg us to leave. Like, we we played the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody had to tell. We were not bored. No, I don't think, actually. However, it did that, rain a lot. <laughs> I don't think we were bored. But I'm saying, like, you asked about the seven or eight-year-old now. Like, if you removed a screen, I think today that's what entertains kids sometimes. And they haven't built that muscle the way we did. We were more creative and played around with our cousins and we found things and we got in trouble too. Boy, there was usually someone. Yeah, we got in trouble. Oh, we didn't. (laughs) We just played. Um, Usually a sport because my family is pretty into sports. mm -hmm. And so we usually played football or basketball or softball or kickball or something it was far more connected 100 percent. and then with christmas i think the wrestle that i have with thanksgiving is like 10 times more with christmas 
because I get that. <laughs> because because then you add like Christmas is just Thanksgiving with a bunch of materialistic like craziness overindulgence gone wild <laughs> and so I I enjoy Thanksgiving because I feel like like in my immediate family I feel like it's pretty connected but then whenever all the when you bring gifts and what are we going to get so-and-so and figuring out all these things I like I'm like we don't really need any of this we we don't have to have it can we just do Thanksgiving over like can we just be together I would rather do that and I know the kids enjoyed it and as as a kid I I really enjoyed it of course getting presents at my grandparents house and stuff like that playing with my cousins and I understand that but I just the it we're saturated in materialism at this point and I know for me and my kids they don't need all that stuff and they have lots of different family and lots of different friends that give to them and it just becomes by by January I'm like oh my goodness this is so much stuff I want to just clean the house out there's just too much and it just feeds a focus on self and I don't want to feed that yeah I want to feed I want them to see that there are other people in need and we can let's focus on that and not ourselves. The message of Christmas is supposed to be celebrating Christ's birth. Right. And the gift that that is not a gift to ourselves. And how can I get more things for me? It's about celebrating the one, our savior who came to earth our God who made yeah. a plan to rescue us all. And that plan is in the form of this baby. Let's celebrate that. And if gift giving is how we want to celebrate that, to me, we should be giving that gift. Like right. let's celebrate that gift and what it is to us and how we can. And the love of Christ oh, and his man. sacrifice. Yes. Let's celebrate that. Let's all sacrifice for Christmas. How, what would that look like? I'd, it would look very different. <laughs> Not sure if we'd have as much participation in that as the the part where you get the things. But I, I just want to be looking at it with his eyes. And I want to make decisions in this season that honor the true spirit of what the season is actually about. Because yeah. again, like Thanksgiving, it's not about us. It's not about what we get or what we want or going to a bunch of parties. And it's just not about that. Let's bring it back to the real meaning of Christmas. It's about Jesus and God's gift to us. So I'm asking myself and I'm asking you who are listening what does that look like in your life? What would need to change or what would need to be edited out or added in to cultivate more of what the real meaning is? Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you're not sure how to turn it into reality? You need Ready, Set, Podcast. 
They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish your idea. They have prices to fit any budget and options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. So if you have an idea, reach out to them for a free consultation on their website or social media at www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. And I know that like we as Christians, we may not, we may not be quote unquote ungrateful as the world sees ungrateful. But if we are, if we have bitterness or sadness, or if we're ungrateful for things that we're given, like, that's when we recognize that we are, mm-hmm. we are also participating in that ungratefulness. It just looks a little different. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have to be that kind that little toddlers do because they're, they're unaware of hurting other people's feelings sometimes because they just haven't grown that part of their mm-hmm. um, development yet. There you go. And so, so they will be like, Oh, I don't like that. Or that's, that's a scary doll. You know, like they don't know that they're, what they're saying is not polite, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, that's how we are as Christians. You know, sometimes we get so accustomed to having the things that we have that we don't even realize that we ourselves have become ungrateful Mm -hmm. and that we are taking for granted the things that we have and that are all around us. And whenever we do that, we put a separation between us and God as he desires for us to love our neighbors as ourselves. He desires for us to grow in relationship with the people in our lives, with Mm -hmm. the community around us. Like he desires that for us. And I think that slowly we allow that ungratefulness, that entitled attitude, mm-hmm. that egocentric personality, the part of you that wants what you want when you want it, mm-hmm. that's the part of us that drives sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and not contentment. Right. We there's are you happy? And we're not gonna find that in things because that's fleeting. We're not gonna find that in places or people, but true happiness, the kind that comes from within, the only way to get that is to have the Holy Spirit and to have Jesus and to have a relationship with him. And if you don't have that, you're not going to have true happiness. You're going to have the kind that goes away. That always needs to be replaced. It always needs to be replaced. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It's like once that, it's like, this is it's like a hole. It's like you yeah. have a happiness hole. Yeah, and yeah. every time That's you good, you yeah. eat something, it's kind of like, I think of Alice in Wonderland. She eats that and she grows big. She grows small. It's kind of like that with happiness. Like you take in what makes you happy. Oh, we got a new gift and that makes me happy for 15 minutes. A little bit. Until the new wears off. And then sometimes, y'all, it's not even 15 minutes. How many times have we as kids or even seen like our kids or nieces and nephews grandkids like how many times have you seen a kid get something and go is that all or Uh, what else is there mm -hmm. something else you know like 
the the high of getting what they're getting mm -hmm. trumps the fact that they they have something and that they can they're holding it they're right holding now. something brand new right now and if we're not careful we will find ourselves in the exact same thing in our daily lives mm -hmm. take away the stuff and just think about our homes mm -hmm. our food our clothes, our vehicles, like the safe places that we have to be, like we forget that we're gr we should be grateful for those things. Yeah, we take them for granted. We get used to them, and then they're normal, and then they aren't special anymore. Right. And it almost takes another different contrast to see what somebody do else doesn't have, or just to sit with it and focus on it to realize, oh, this is kind of. A special gift and I think we kind of have to even go a little deeper than that and you know we should recognize that even if we don't have we don't get anything else good in our life everything that God's our already done is enough that we should be grateful and we should have an attitude of thankfulness and we should have a grateful heart and we should be trying to spread that to the world even if nothing else good ever happens to us and that i mean when i say that mm. i have to repent I because i i don't think that way mm -hmm. god has already done enough for us he doesn't owe us anything else he doesn't have to when he died he sent his son Jesus and Jesus died on the cross for us. Y'all, that was enough. That's I don't know. a big deal. I mean, <laughs> that was like the ultimate mm -hmm. gift. And if nothing good ever happens again, he's mm -hmm. already done enough. I know sometimes I'm, I think he must look at us and go, was the gift of salvation <laughs> not sufficient? Was eternal life in like, this massive sacrifice not sufficient stop complaining how many yeah. times did he rebuke his people the israelites yes. for complaining and griping and moaning and friends we are the israelites <laughs> yeah we can read this story and go oh my goodness these people are so complaining I mean, they're starving in the desert. He feeds you and you complain, oh, it's not the right food. It's boring food. <laughs> We're bored now. What we loved yesterday, we are now tired of. We right. need something else. It's like, did you forget that you were just brought out of slavery? Remember those slavery days? <laughs> they complained about that. They're like, you should have just left us in Egypt to die. I mean, wow. I say wow, <laughs> but I, I can think of at least five things I complained about today. I know. And I wasn't I in slavery yesterday. You know what I mean? Like I, I have a pretty decent life and I'm not grateful all the time. Mm -hmm. So it makes me a little sad. I know about we it. all and, have plenty to repent for Yeah, when it comes to this topic. And we, we would like to be able to point the finger and look and be like, oh, look at all these ungrateful people. But I'm the ungrateful people. Right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and that's the truth. Every one of us is. Every one of us is. As as much as there is a part of me that hates the materialistic side of Christmas, there's also a part of me that goes, oh, I, I like those boots. Mm -hmm. I think I want those boots. 
I need me some boots. And then I go look in my closet, and my closet says, you do not need boots. You know, the one of the beautiful things about God is that just like, well, not just like, because he's way better at it than we are, but the ways that we love our families and our kids and our grandkids and nieces and nephews, and we want to to give them nice things and to do nice things for them and to see their excitement and to, we want that experience for them and with them. God wants to give us good gifts. And in fact, the scriptures say that all good gifts come from God Mm -hmm. and he wants to give us good gifts and he wants to bless us and do things. I think that it would be a lot easier for him to do that if we had a heart of gratitude more often. Right. And he he really is good to us, y'all. And I think that we should take time this holiday season, have a little alone time with the Lord and tell him how thankful you are for him and all the things he's done for you. And even aside from the things he's done for you, just for being a sovereign God who loves us. And if you catch yourself feeling sorry for yourself this holiday season, or thinking that other people may be more blessed than you, maybe it's a good time to repent and ask God Mm -hmm. to give you a heart of gratitude this season Mm -hmm. and show you how you could help someone that maybe Mm -hmm. is less fortunate than you. Because no matter how bad we have it or think we have it, there is always someone who has it worse. Mm-hmm. And you can see evidence of that all around. Yeah. Just look around. And even in, I want to say this, because what we call good is not what God calls good. Right. And these good gifts from God, sometimes he gives us what you don't want mm-hmm. and what hurts. And it is actually good in his eyes. And so I think as you look for the yes. gifts that feel good and the gifts that like of comfort or protection, Sometimes the gift of suffering is the gift of rebuke. Yeah. <laughs> the gift of, of correction doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. but it is still a good gift. No one likes being corrected at the moment of correction or disciplined at the moment of the discipline or suffering when you're in the pit of suffering. And, and you but, make a very good point. You know, I think that we, we think of God in only one perspective. Mm -hmm. We only want the good, loving, nice God. The feely good God. The feely good God. And the truth is that God is not in a little feel-good box. He is multifaceted. Mm -hmm. Refining fires don't feel good. No, they don't. And yet they are because they sanctify us. They call us closer to him. Mm -hmm. And so as you look at your life and you think, I don't feel like I have a lot of good gifts. Like you might not have, you might not be in a place where you can connect to the feely good gifts. Right. But if you are in suffering in this season, if you're grieving even in this season, there is something your grief and your suffering and your depression and your anxiety have to teach you. If you took that suffering or despair or pain and said, oh, God, what do you want to do with me in this suffering? What do you what does this suffering have to teach me? Yeah. 
it can be a good gift if you would like to partner with God in being refined and allowing yourself to be refined. And the beautiful thing is that he knows our hearts even before we speak. So you don't have to put on a show for him. You don't have to <laughs> pretend like it doesn't hurt or it isn't hard. Yeah. You can say that to him and yeah. he hears you. He always hears you. He always sees you and he may not answer the way that you think he should answer, but he will answer. And something I would like to caution you with is sometimes his answer is in the form of the very thing you've been asking for, even if that thing is not in your best interest, because God allows us free choice and agency. And sometimes we ask God for stuff and he says, no, and we keep on and on and on. And he says, no, no. And we keep asking and asking. And he's like, fine, if this is what you want, then I will give it to you, but you're not going to like it. And so he gives it to us. And then after we get it later down the road, we see what a mistake it was. And then we're like, where are you God? And he's like, you did this to yourself, sis. Like I told you no multiple times, but you insisted that this is what you wanted and that this would be the good thing for you. So I gave you the desire of your heart at the expense of now you have to walk this out. Mm -hmm. The good gift that you thought you were getting turned out not to be so wonderful. That's, that's, that reminds me of the Israelites and the king. They begged and begged and begged, begged. for a king because everyone had a king and that was just going to make them happy. And so he was like, oh, no, this will be bad. Here's a warning and there's a warning. Like, I've warned you many times. This will not go good for you. And yet they begged. And so he delivered that. And then they complained. <laughs> like <laughs> let's, we, let's like all we learn. Let's all learn from that. And we're all could we all have that Israelite story for sure. ourselves. And how many times do we ask God for something that we later go, Ooh, this is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. I know I have definitely found myself in those situations. Same. So as you thank God for his good gifts, be aware that the good, the word good and the way that we use that word is sometimes not the way that God would use that right. word because his ways are not our ways and Amen. his thoughts are not our thoughts. Amen. I just want to close this episode with a prayer mm -hmm. for you guys and for us. Holy Papa, we're so grateful that we've had the opportunity to um, come together and talk about gratitude and thankfulness and share with our friends what's been on our hearts and what you've laid on our hearts to talk about. And Lord, we are asking that you would help us to remember the things that are important to you this holiday season and that you would guide our thoughts as we get together with our families in the upcoming weeks. And Lord, we ask that you would help us to remember the things that you've done for us, that you would help us to remember that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, your ways are higher than our ways, that we don't see the full picture and that you are always looking to give us the best. And Lord, we want to be in step with your will for our lives. So Lord, we at, we, at this time, we want to repent for mm -hmm. any ingratitude that we have, for our lack of thankfulness. When that creeps into our lives, Lord, we ask that you would give us your Holy Spirit to guide us in recognizing 
those feelings when they come up and recognizing that so that we can bring it to you and repent. And we're so grateful mm -hmm. for all that you do for us and the ways that you love us. And we ask that you would continue to show us and grow us in the ways that you would have our hearts to change. Yes. Help us to value what you value and to have yes. eyes to see the way you see things. Yes. I pray that for myself, for you, friend, and for those that are listening, that that we would come to have an eternal mindset, yes. an eternal vision that can see past the worldly one that we sometimes get dis disillusioned in and help give us that mindset in your own eyes to navigate this world because we we without it we are really lost and confused and so i pray that over all of us that that we would come to see things the way that you do and feel how you feel about things in our hearts and convict us all and call us closer to you because that's the safest place to be and no no materialistic gift or other human created thing is going to satisfy like you do we love you a lot amen amen Thanks for listening to the God Be Crazy podcast. If the message of the podcast resonates with you, please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. We also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. By doing this, you may help others hear the podcast as well. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or just share it the good old fashioned way. Talk about it with the people in your life. It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God. <laughs>